Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years. And every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, I do. That is what I do every <laughs> single week without fail. I never miss a week. Mike Lawson, you know, I said this on the other show, but I'll say it again. What a a sound for sore ears to hear you again right here. in this. And I think this is right where you belong. You know, right here and catching up for the rest of your life. Forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trapped so, here. Um, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably know what's going on. But are we going to talk about the news or what are we doing? I mean, like the news of this show. Like, oh, oh, we, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, I was like, we're, we haven't even told any personal story yet. <laughs> I was like, what do you got going on next week? Well, you know, I do want to hear about this, but you know, in case you're hearing out of order or backwards or whatever, uh, Mike Law, because some people do that, Mike, you know, when they they join yeah. the show, they they go back and listen backwards, or maybe for many Patreon supporters, they're starting here. You know? Yeah, 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 true. But Mike took a four-week sabbatical. We're going to hear about that in a second. But, you know, if you're used to hearing it on the free feed, or everyone should know, there are people who listen for free on a regular feed that no longer will be producing new shows. Because now I'm proud to announce Catching Up is an Afterthought Media exclusive, uh, Patreon-exclusive show here. So now only if you're on Patreon you're getting the show. And everyone should know. We kind of played a trick on the other people, and um, I had a friend of mine, Darcy Callis, really talented singer. Oh, is he from America's Got Talent? <laughs> yes, Mike Lawson. He was in America's Got Talent, uh, and uh, he's this adorable Australian twink. So, because who, who else would I have sing a song? You know, yeah. uh, and so he did a, a new version of the theme song that we opened up the free show because basically they got like a ten minute mini show that said, "Yeah, sorry, it's not for free here anymore." You got to go over to Patreon. <laughs> so, but I don't want you guys to miss out. So, I'm going to play that theme right, Mike, right now, Mike Lawson. Then we'll get back to the show. All right. Okay. Here Let's we go. Do it. Boys and girls who love the show say goodbye to Mike and Joe. So many stories, too much to say. Before they fade away Job attends that silly clown Chubby short, depressed and brown Meet Mike Lawson, grinder Don Juan It's how he finds his prey But don't you fret, the show's not gone just move to Patreon And if you want to hear the show You have to pay Catching up with Mike and Joe Let's enjoy their last free show Cute it was cute. I think really good lyrics mm-hmm. told the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was good. And also playing the piano is friend of the show, um, Alex um, Lefebvre. What's his last name? Lefebvre. Yeah. I don't know why. I I got, you know, this Alex Lefebvre, he is so funny. He did it to me again, right? So I call him and I say, listen, 
I need a slow, like the, I go like the outro, but with no melody line. And he goes, oh, I'm so busy. Yeah. He goes, when do you need it by? I go, I need it by, uh, you know, by now. <laughs> I got to get it to a singer, you know? And he goes, oh, God, I don't know. I'm so, so, I, Joe, I have no time. He goes, I'll see what I can do. Mike Lawson, five minutes later, he goes, here it is. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> you just well, I think Yeah. He's telling you you're stressing him out, though. Like, well, he's like, I don't have time to do this, Joe. And then you're like, just do it. Yeah, come on. And I had a whip. And I went, Psh. You know? <laughs> so he might be, like, canceling stuff to do this for you. Five minutes, Mike. I'm not even joking. Five minutes later. Uh, okay. He's very talented. When is that? Are you having trouble hearing me or something? No, I hear you. This Unith Kim right here. I'm going to cut this out. Six minutes here. She says, when is that Elwick song? Alex. Alex. Who's Alex? Alex LaFeb. What the fuck are you Oh! Alex, the guy we're talking about currently. <laughs> because in my head, his name is Alex Lefebvre. I never just okay. say Alex. You know? <laughs> um, okay, Mike way, Larson. Yeah, go ahead. A uh, friend of the show, Alexis, I think, is in the chat room, and she's been married in the month. I've been gone so long. Mm-hmm. She has actually um, found a husband, married him, and changed her name in the time I've been away. Holy shit. So, wow. Congratulations, Alexis, if you're there. Which one is she? Uh, wait, I thought I saw her. Maybe I'm not seeing her anymore. Well, we lost like two or three people in the, in the past minute. She might be in elsewhere, so she might hear this, oh, or okay. she might she might be just gone. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. So, Mike Lawson, let's talk about it. Where, where What has been going on? You know, it's been four weeks. You yeah. know, what what was going through your mind when you left? What's happened in the week since? Like, t- let us all in on, on the inside of Mike Lawson. Well, I think, and I mean, I don't want to get into it too deeply, but mm-hmm. I was kind of on the, I was beginning kind of a, a depression of sorts, mm-hmm. like a, an episode, right? Yeah. And... I th- I think you understand this, and hopefully most people listening could too. But they kind of it, it kind of comes. It's it's like a it's a phase. It's like a chapter. It's a you know sometimes it could be a few days, sometimes it could, could be a few weeks, whatever. But I knew I was kind of getting into it, and I don't know that like hey, taking a month off from something you enjoy doing was like a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it also coincided and and. Um, I kind of want to talk to you. I, can you tell like I'm talking a little bit differently at all? No. Because my I, I got a bunch of dental work. So like mm-hmm. my mouth is like a different shape and like I'm oh, still really? learning. Yeah, well, a little bit like on the inside. I'm like, I don't know. Things are in different places and I'm like learning to speak again. Wait, you didn't have like metal like Wolverine vampire teeth put in to make your killing easier or anything, did you? Well... I mean, that's not the only purpose I had to put in, but um, so I just have like all that going on. But uh-huh. during that time, like um, the the procedure was like I had to go in three times. One time I had to, I actually got like put under, like put to sleep. Oh, really? And like like out? Like you were some, out? Yeah. 
And then the other two, it was just like local anesthesia, but Mm -hmm. it was intense. It was really gruesome. But I, for this whole time, like I kind of was alone, like recovering and like just watching TV and like in pain and on pain meds and had, you know, at one time. There was one after the one procedure I had, like my mouth was like bloody, mm-hmm. but like um, mouth. I mean, blood in the mouth is weird because like a drop yeah, mixed with your spit. It makes it look like there's a ton of blood. Yeah. So I had to go to Walgreens and get a prescription filled, mm-hmm. but I knew I couldn't speak because I was in pain. My mouth hurt. Plus mm-hmm. it was like bloody spit and everything. Yeah. So I wrote everything down and I gave it over to the Walgreens. Um pharmacist and she looks at it she looks me up everything's good and then she's like can you just verify your address oh what a dumb bitch (laughs) i gave you a fucking you know note no i can't so i like stuttered a little bit and when i did it a spray of like bloody bloody spit came out dribbled down my chin a little bit there was like a splatter of it on the countertop Mm -hmm. and the lady was like really nice and caring and like you know cleaned it up she gave me paper towels so i can like clean myself up and everything but like Mm -hmm. it was just painful and gruesome and gross but i i think it was probably a bad idea to kind of go into this thing where i would be isolated Mm mm-hmm while I was also like, I don't know, kind of going through the depression stuff because yeah. I don't think it it helped, you know? Yeah, no, 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 it doesn't at all. And I I sat here. I mean, I have some creative projects that are like or past due mm-hmm. or um, even worse, and mm-hmm. I just fucking ignored everything, mm-hmm. and I ignored not ignored text messages, but like I wasn't like super responsive to people who were reaching out i just was like i don't know alone and isolated and dark and it was ugly but um i mean you and i talked a couple of times things were good there um i am starting a group therapy session on monday oh um, great more in, stories yeah well mine so the one i'm joining it's a brand new like monday group so it's like a group of people most of them he said have gone been in other ones but this is like a brand new monday Mm -hmm. and it's um lgbt so it's not just gay men like yours it's Mm -hmm. and i have no idea that that's literally all i know about it i don't know demographically like if they're Mm going to be people around my age if it's going to be people a lot older Mm -hmm. if it's going to be a lot of lesbian women or if you know i have no idea so Mm -hmm. uh that starts on monday and hopefully that'll kind of help me a bit too but uh, that's what I've been doing for the past month. <laughs> yeah, but, so, but let me ask you this, because you, you, you got a lot of nice messages, a lot of love. How did that yeah. make you feel? Because sometimes, I, I know when I went through my depression in the beginning, it made me feel pressured, but the end, I loved it. So I don't know how you felt. Well, and I'm going to be very... I want to be cautious in the way that I say this, because I it could come off as me kind of criticizing the people that reached out and sent nice messages is which is not my intention in saying this at all but in the state of mind that i was in a lot of times when people reached out and said like you can't quit catching up or Mm -hmm. messages kind of like that i felt it might have been a little counterproductive because 
I think the reason I took the break is like I was like, you know what? This feels like an obligation and doesn't yeah. feel fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And then to get messages where it's like, you can't quit because my life depends on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it, it didn't that didn't really help. But when I like in retrospect, I do understand kind of where that comes from. And I'm very um, touched by that. And I got a, every message I got. Um, I feel like I responded to most of them. I, if I ignored any of them, sorry, it was because I was in that phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and one message in particular, I, Joey and I already talked about this, but um, Nessa, who has her own podcast and is kind of part part of the Pride 48 network, reached out and sent a really nice message that was like um, about how she's kind of been in a similar situation. And that was very nice. And um, that one was extra touching and helpful. And um, I really appreciated that. But really, to anyone who reached out, thank you for that. And um, I'm excited that we're going to keep doing this kind of in a different way that'll feel a little bit better for yeah. me. Uh, all right, very good. Well, you know, someone who really missed you is a guy who all only call his name is Ralph. Okay, and now everyone should know when you use the the emails, uh, uh, I don't know widget on the Catching Up website. Uh, you can choose to have it go to only Mike or to only me. You can have, can you, can yeah. they choose both as well? Yeah. Okay. So. I will say if they if they send it to only Mike, only Mike gets it, or if only I get it. But if we respond, it appears that we both get, <laughs> we both then well, get it. If I reply all, oh okay, I see. I so see. if I hit reply, it would go directly to Ralph. But if I hit reply all, it'll go to Ralph and to Mike and Joe. Yeah, so I'm you know running around doing my life, and I see this email, and it, and then Mike wrote something very nice. But I want to read uh, Ralph's email here. <laughs> Do you think Ralph is going to be a $1 Patreon subscriber? I think he openly said he wasn't going to be. Watch. Subject. I, I love that. The subject is about Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately Joe was like, I got to read this right now. Well, I read your response. And it, <laughs> so Mike's response, the opening line is, he is not autistic. So I was like, okay, what is going on here? <laughs> So the message that he writes to Mike, he writes, Mike, I see why you left the show (laughs) for a while, at least. (laughs) I ask this in all seriousness. Is Joe autistic? He asks questions over and over. He is rude and interrupts you and Adam over and over. He seems overdramatic. He will stop you both to play a sound effect and throw in a comment that is not tied into the subject. Now he's asking his co-host if he likes to suck animal dicks. What the fuck? I realize this is a free podcast and I can stop downloading at any time, but it does not make me want to pay Patreon to listen to more of the same. I am not making fun of him, but it is disturbing for him to treat others like this. Did you ever... Well, I, you wrote a very nice response. I asked you know, uh, other co-host Adam Burns if he thought I was uh, like this. Um, Adam Burns' response was... Well, you're just like that all the time. Yeah. Which I don't know if that really answered the question. And so that's the thing. Like, um, take out the questions. Like, is he autistic? What the fuck? Um, you take that out. He's not wrong, Joey. You ask questions over and over. You interrupt. Mm-hmm. You're dramatic. Yeah. But, like, I think 
that I mean, yep. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's like looking at a Snickers bar and being like, that caramel gets stuck in your teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it does. Like that's why we buy it. <laughs> yeah, but I was saying on to, on to Adam was that the problem is that like I'm not saying all the time. I would say about half the time it's not an on purpose interruption. It's there's something going on in the sound here where I don't know if I sound low to you or whatever, but I know I notice with all my co-hosts is when I'm talking sometimes I have to scream because they can't hear me or there's a mm. delay when you hear me after I've talked. So I'm waiting for a natural pause and I there is one and then I start talking, but you may not hear it. Does it make sense until See, later? Yeah, I don't think that's what he's bringing up, though. I think he's bringing up the hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, Do you know uh, what I mean? I like you're, you're doing now. it because in a story you need to you're stopping it to to kind of have conversations about pieces of the story that the storyteller was going to gloss over. Yeah, you're, and you're I, right. I think that that's what makes these, the conversations rich. I think that's why I've really enjoyed you catching up with Adam Burns. Um, and Adam Burns is like the king of bearing the lead. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's funny. Um, I don't know. And yeah. in in the email I responded to, Ralph, I said something like, Joe is an acquired taste, and a lot of people have acquired that taste. And yeah, it was very nice what you wrote. He he is right. It's a free podcast, and he gets stop listening at any time. That is true, too. Now, you're right, because Adam Burns, that's actually, you know what, that's probably what prompted him to write the email, because he's clearly listening as he's writing is, you're right, in Adam Burns' story, he just glossed over the fact that they flew to Montreal to chase Pokemon. And he's like, <laughs> so I'm like, he's like, yeah, so then anyway, you know, we, we do the Pokemon, but then, and I'm like, no, 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 stop. What is this? Yeah, I think that's probably what he's talking about. You're right, that makes sense. Whatever. Um, And I don't, I've never heard the name before. Have you ever heard anything of this guy? What's the most bland name? I don't know if I believe it's real. It's probably friend of the show John Arts. <laughs> I doubt it. By the way, this um, John Art. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, the day you announced you were leaving, I got an email from him. Like, coffee? I'm like, she she wants the tea so badly. In fact, that's the first thing I told him when I met him for coffee. I'm like, okay, you want all the Mike Lawson tea? <laughs> did you guys have coffee? We did have. Well, I I don't drink coffee, so I had sparkly mineral water with him. Um, oh, that's good. As we sat there. Much to my chagrin, none of the Starbucks people working were very cute, so I couldn't flirt with them. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you, or what's going on in your life? Do you have any stories that you're going to share with me? So, you know, I, I'm sure you heard on the show that my mom got a blood clot, right? Yeah, I did. I forgot to tell this story on one of the Adam Burns shows. Oh, wait, maybe did I did I tell this story Adam Burns, about the doctor who was, like, Swedish? Mm-mm. Oh, so get this. So my mom, one day, she just got really nervous about her blood clot. This is in the early days. So she decided, here's the problem. Some doctor a long time ago told my mom that the if you are ever like nervous or anything like that, to go to the emergency room because they have all the tests and they can do all the tests right there, right? And my mom, because my, my parents have an amazing medical insurance, like to go to the emergency room, it costs them $5. Wow. Okay? So... It costs the same for her to see a doctor as they go to the emergency room. Right. So she's nervous about this blood. She's convinced that it's going to break free and kill her. So we go. To, and, and I will say the one thing I'll say in her defense is up to this point, she's she's only gotten doctors who don't have the best bedside manner. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So we go to the doctor, and this time I'm like, because she's so nervous, I go, I want to go in there, and I want to hear, and I want to ask questions. That way later, when she's like, oh, what about this, and what about that, I can be like, listen, no, right? So my dad and I go into the room with her when she's a doctor. Well, the doctor comes in, and it's this tall, blonde guy, right? And uh, I don't want to say his name, because people could Google him, because the Googling is part of the story. Uh, We'll call him Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, very good. We'll call him Dr. Oz. And he walks in, tall, blonde, Nordic-looking guy. And he shakes my hand. He goes, hello, Dr. Oz. And I go, oh, okay. Some Swedish guy. And you're like, hello. Does he really have an accent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Shakes my hand. Hello, Dr. Oz. Nice to meet you. And my dad's like, hello. And he says, hello, okay. Now, Mrs. Patent, what this seems to be the problem? Right? As my mom tells him, like, blubbity, blubbity, blue. And then Mike Lawson... All of a sudden, the accent vanishes, right? And he's like, "Well, uh-huh. you know, you know, just so you know, the odds of the blood clot breaking away at this point are like one in a in a billion, you know. Like the medicine's doing this, and then every, he answers all her questions. She's satisfied. We leave, right? And I think to myself, I think, you know what, Bort, Bort, yeah. I was just thinking, like, you know what, two things. I thought one of two things. One. Maybe I just imagined he had an accent because he was tall and blonde and looked Swedish, right? <laughs> uh huh. And two, and I know because Swedish is a lot like English, okay. Um, and so I know often people who've been here for a long time are Swedish. It's very, very subtle. So like it comes and goes. They just pick up the accent really well, right? So maybe it was that. Maybe he's Swedish, but like the accent just comes and goes just because he's been here for so long, right? Yeah. Okay. So then, I'm going to say, like, because that happened, like, right after my mom had the blood cuts, like, over two weeks ago, that's when it happened, okay? And just the other day, my parents, I don't even know where we're driving from, like, dinner or something, and he comes up, I don't know why, and my mom says, do you notice that he had an accent when he walked in, but then it vanished? Oh, wow. Oh, my God! I was like, Yes! Yeah, she goes, like, it was like a Swedish accent. I go, yes, I heard it too. I just didn't say anything. I thought I just made up my head. My dad's like, yeah, I heard it too. So I get inside and I Google his name. Okay. Mike mm-hmm. Lawson, he was born and raised in California. And what? then, yeah, because he has a little bio. And then he went to Texas for a while and then came back to California. Now, did he only greet you with an accent? Oh. Could that have been like a weird, like... I wonder, I wonder, because maybe this is my this is my guess. I wonder if you get so bored in the emergency room, right? That you just think, I'm gonna do this thing. You know, like for instance, I remember at the Princeton Review, uh, there was not in our office, but like a at a remote office that didn't get a lot of calls. You know? They had a little game in the office where they would pick a word of the day and they had to try to find a way to work that word into the conversation on the phone when someone would call. And I wonder if it's something like that, like just to keep himself entertained. He's like, I'm going to do Swedish accent now. You know? Um, that's the only thing I can think of. It was super bizarre and super weird. That is really weird. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was just greeting you, though, like, and then, <laughs> and like, he was done. But he, the thing is, it looked Swedish. So it'd be one thing if he was like, I don't know, a. A different kind of accent, yeah, for like fun mm-hmm. that he didn't look like. Do you know what I mean? Like if a yeah. a guy who didn't look Swedish did that, I could see that being a thing. I don't know, well, I weird. knew a guy in high school who was. Do you ever have these guys in high school? 
John Paul to this day is very obsessed with this guy, okay? To this day. He was like a total nerd, right? Like a total geek nerd, right? Uh, and that's why he was friends with me and John Paul. But like also very strange, right? But he's yeah. one of these people that I wonder if I knew this in high school. So far, I was that guy in high school. Yeah. So but, far. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on this part now. What John Paul <laughs> and I later realized, and we've talked about, he was smoking hot, like smoking next level hot, 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 yeah. hot, hot. But John Paul can't find him because his name was super common. In fact, so common, I can even put it here and no one will find him, right? Yeah. His name was James Martin. Okay. okay. And yeah, so I feel like I knew a James Martin. Yeah. So like it's so common, like you can't find him. You can't we can't Google stock him. And he hasn't kept and I can make sense because he was kind of like a a rebel nerd kind of thing. So I can see he's just like, fuck that school, I'm done with it, right? And just never participate in any kind of reunion or alumni thing or anything. So because John Paul is like desperate to see what he looks like now. Um, yeah. But did you ever have that in high school? People and if that he you... has a Facebook network, it probably doesn't have a bunch of people from your high exactly, school. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, but did you ever have friends like that who um, you didn't realize were really hot in high school, but they actually were? Yeah, there's a few. And there's also a few whom I've, like, developed into thinking are hot, if that makes sense. So, like, yeah. when I was in high school, I paid them no attention. But then mm-hmm. now... I'm like reconnecting with people on Facebook and stuff. And I was like, damn, why didn't I ever think that guy was hot? Mm -hmm. Because he's totally hot now. Or, you know what I mean? Like looking back, I'm like, he was an attractive high school. Yeah. And why didn't he even like make me look twice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was weird. There were some people that I I think about. I'm like, wow, he was really good looking. Why was I just so just not into it at the time? It's Uh, a lot like coffee. Like as I've grown up, I'm like, damn, I love the flavor of coffee. But when I was younger i hated it even the smell of it kind of turned my stomach anyway the reason i brought up james martin is he would walk around with a british <laughs> stomach i mean a british stomach <laughs> no a british accent and he'd be like hello i'm james martin you know and um and uh that's what it reminded me of because this guy maybe this guy was doing like a james martin kind of thing he decided to just be swedish wait what year did you graduate high school joey james martin i found his linkedin wait you, you did? graduated from survey yeah. yes no, just kidding. Just oh. kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was kind of that would, well. It wouldn't make my day because I I uh, I wouldn't care. But he was super weird. But um, well, you know what's so funny? He was weird in a way that would be epic. Now I wonder if John Paul still has his. Like they were so weird. He it was another guy he was friends with named I don't want because this guy's name is so weird. You'd find him. Uh, he had a weird name. Uh, we'll call him. But his name. We'll give him a boring name. Sean Murphy. Right. Okay. So he had this like ginger friend named Sean Murphy who was also a big nerd at Servite. And um one day they asked John Paul, because John Paul for some reason John Paul always had like the coolest gadgets when we were in like high school. And so John Paul, and this was so weird for the 90s, John Paul had a really nice movie camera. Mm-hmm. So they asked John Paul to go with them and they went to like a um like a a garbage dump, right? And they had John Paul film them doing lightsaber fights around the <laughs> the garbage dump, <laughs> and like one of them's dressed in like in like Star Wars, and they just they're just it's a ginger kid and James Martin just fighting with with lightsabers. Yeah, 
strangely, John Paul's kept everything he filmed. I wonder if he has it somewhere. But um, yeah, that would be a, a very epic, epic video to find them just like fighting with lightsabers in a in a garbage dump. But um, but yeah, John Paul's the one that has this obsession with him. I don't. I wonder how if those memories hold up. So you just described it as kind of like epic because it was to you guys at the time. Oh no, I didn't. But now with everyone walking around with a camera in their pocket, you know what I mean? Like on a at a whim, people are filming stuff that is just as epic. But I wonder though if it's it's the same level of like as remember Star Wars kid who got bullied. Yeah, totally. I think it would be something like that. I don't know. Or something so genuine and old. I don't know. I got to see it. I have to get John Paul to pull out all these old videos, and we just got to watch them again, and I'll find out what's good and what's bad. Yeah. I used to make uh, videos. I had a – well, it was a camcorder. It was my aunt camcorder that she left with us when she, like, moved away for a while, and I would bring it places, and it was, like, fucking big. It, mm-hmm. like – uh, an entire VHS tape fit in it. It's mm-hmm. like it wasn't like it had miniature tapes. Mm-hmm. And I would bring it around and I would make weird videos. And I ended up, I made my parents buy me like a really expensive video editing software. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like for for the time, it was like a hundred bucks or something like that. But like for it, it was like some sort of hub where I could plug the video camera into it, edit the videos onto my on my computer, and then put them back on VHS tape. Mm-hmm. And so I have like five or six of those here, but like I don't even have a VHS player. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I should try to get them like permanently put onto something digital so I can at least keep them because I doubt VHS. I don't even know if they you know they work. Well, there VHS are places that will convert forever. it for you fairly cheaply. Oh. Like like Costco does it. I'm going to look at that. That'd be fun. Yeah, Costco does it. All right, Mike really? Lawson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike Lawson, you ready for the news? Sure. From the mountains to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. Mike Lawson, what do you got for us in the Bay Area? This might seem like a stupid story, but it is relevant to my life and actually a few people listening might actually get why it's kind of important too but the notoriously nasty burger burger king at market and grove street just suddenly shut down mm-hmm. put sign that say it's permanently closed and um they they fail health, health inspections all the time mm-hmm. and this uh burger king is like I can see it from my office window. It's like really close to my office mm-hmm. and the theater I work in. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like practically a, a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. Like you go in and it's, it's people that are kind of like, um, you know, I don't know what drug they're on, but they they are like standing and like about to fall over, but they're falling over in like slow motion. Yeah. Like it'll take them 20 minutes to actually fall. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? No, no, I know. Yeah. It's crack every maybe? Day. Crack? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of that going on, uh, but the store's permanently closed. And um, I guess in the history of it, they, the uh, place has been closed all like frequently, very mm-hmm. frequently. And yeah. it gets, um, uh, bad grades on health inspections. Okay. And because of this closure, now there's people that have been posting pictures of like shit that they've had there before. And there's like pictures of like um, 
I guess this is some sort of like chocolate pie or something. And it's like clearly mold is growing on it. Ooh. And they were yeah. They were served that. The Yelp um uh, the Yelp reviews of the place are pretty awful too. Um people talking about like the person that's grabbing food is also wiping her nose <laughs> on her bare hands as she's grabbing food. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It's really awful. Like the morale of the staff, you know, when they're sitting there just fighting with homeless people all day, like mm-hmm. how do you take that job seriously? You're not you're probably getting paid minimum wage mm-hmm. and you're doing a job that's way more than what someone at a normal Burger King is doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel really bad about it, but it's closed. What's interesting about it is a bunch of the pictures posted, like people are posting um, photos of the sign saying it's closed and stuff, and you can see my office window in the background. Oh, 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 oh it really it is, is that to close to it. Now, have you ever been? Can, yeah, super close. But have you been to this Burger King? Yeah, so I have. Um, I certainly have. Like, I don't know. There's been times where it's like, I want a Diet Coke, and I'll get one there. But the line of people just being in there kind of feels awful Mm -hmm. like there's people i mean people are begging you for money Mm -hmm. there's people who are like just really just cracked out Mm -hmm. um or there's people who you can tell you know have slept on the street all night and then they have soiled themselves and then it just smells in there Mm -hmm. so it's not a place that i go you know i'd say i've probably been there two or three times Mm -hmm. um not very often, but it's a uh, right across from the Orpheum Theater, theater in San Francisco. The, the famous Burger King is now no more, but they do have a history of kind of closing because of all their violations and reopening. So even though their sciences are permanently closed, let's see what happens. I don't know. Well, you should know. I don't know if you know this or not. I've never been to Burger King in my life. Never? Never. Huh. It's one of these things that I re- there's just there was there wasn't one near me growing up, okay. Also, my parents don't like Burger King, so with those two things combined, I just never went. And then I realized probably around high school that I had never been to Burger King, and yeah. so then I made it a thing where I'm never going to go to Burger King. So I've just never been to Burger King. I don't think I'm missing anything. You're not. Yeah. Um. But I've never been. Now my question though is, I wonder. I mean, obviously. One of two things. It's a franchise or it's company owned. And if it's a franchise, why wouldn't the why wouldn't Burger King, the corporation, just take it over? Take the franchise away from the person and then they just run it? Or if it's company owned, that's even worse. Like I don't think Burger King's are franchise. I think they are company owned. Oh, really? That's you you know what? That's what my gut says. I have absolutely no evidence of that. That's just kind of what I think. I guess that's true. You never hear anyone saying, like, I'm gonna open me a Burger King franchise. Yeah, but I don't hear that about a lot of franchises either. I feel like I hear that all the time with Subway. Uh, people get into like Subway franchises. Subways are franchise. I know that. Um, but this Burger King was like a biohazard, man. And um, what you said about never going to Burger King reminds me of my mom never took us to Jack in the Box growing up. Okay. Because when she was, I don't know how old, but she ordered some sort of sandwich that had ham on it. Mm-hmm. And when she opened it, the ham was blue, mm-hmm. and it grossed her out. And we were like, just growing up, never allowed to go into a Jack in the Box. Well, I never went. I'm going to tell you something. This is such a matrian pa- Mexican patriarchy thing. Is I didn't have 
any Asian food, but particularly Chinese food, until I was like a freshman in college. Because my dad doesn't like Chinese food wow. or Asian food. So I didn't that is go, weird. Yeah, I didn't have that until I was a freshman in college when Mercedes and Liz made me go to a Chinese restaurant. I was afraid. I was like, I don't know what it's going to be. And, and by the way, they took me to a place that was the most – it was like the equivalent of a restaurant, but it was the equivalent of like a Panda Express, you know? Right. It was just like real basic orange chicken fried rice kind of place. But I was just like so frightened by this exotic place. And I ate it. I was like, what? Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. I just thought about this right now. That'll be that'll be let me put that, that story down. <laughs> we, growing up, my dad would make stir fry, but it was I. I mean, I thought that was like this is what Chinese food is. Yeah, <laughs> but it was very white person stir fry Chinese yeah. food. Well, that, my, my my parents think that that um, like they go to this one Chinese place. Well, first of all, it's called Mandarin Taste, but they call yeah. it Three Taste for some bizarre reason. I don't know, right? And right. This three taste is just like one of those restaurants. It's like orange chicken, you know, mushu broccoli pork, beef, broccoli yeah. beef. That one of those places, right? And they think that's like super authentic Chinese food. Yeah, my mom they should come over to my house one night. <laughs> I know my mom says my mom and her friend go. We just cannot eat Chinese food if we don't have chopsticks. Like my mom will, like, and she's not lying. I've been there. Where I get her okay. Chinese food and she was like, "Did you get chopsticks?" I'm like, "No." She's like, "I can't eat it." She goes, it tastes different when you have chopsticks. I don't, that makes no sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. She has to have chopsticks when she eats Chinese food. Anyway. Well, we got a kitchen full of, we we don't use like wood chopsticks. We have like the, actual. Yeah, real chopsticks. Yeah, that we wash after we use I them. I bet the Chinese food at your house is so incredible. I'm surprised you don't eat it more. Well, they do a lot of like fish. Oh. And sometimes it's a little much for me to eat in. Mm kind of be around Mm -hmm. depending on what they're doing um they also do hot pot Mm -hmm. and that's pretty good but it's very heavy on the meat and Mm -hmm. i don't do meat so i don't know it's just i don't know whatever all right um what's your news story do you have a news story for me i sure do mike lawson california shaking up the big business of college sports earlier this week governor governor gavin newsom signed a bill that would let college athletes make money from endorsement deals for the first time right now they're the only ones involved in the 14 billion dollar industry who aren't cashing in uh the new law which doesn't go into effect until 2023 is meant to pressure the national college, the NCAA, uh, because the NCAA is still clinging to its long-held view that college athletes should spend their time earning a degree for playing sports, not making money. What is your opinion of this, Mike Lawson? My question to you is, what is your opinion of this? Next question, do you find college athletes hot? Um, second question first, because it's easier, of course. Mm-hmm. Um. My opinion of this is, I guess, kind of like, finally. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. I've always thought it was weird once it was pointed out to me mm-hmm. how kind of this shit was run and how the the um, college sports athletes aren't able to kind of make money off mm-hmm. of this thing that's generating a ton of money. A ton of money. And, yeah. And it goes to the school. I don't know. I feel like... About time. And I think that the NC... Wait, the... NCAA. NCAA. I always want to say NAACP, and Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of funny. But the NCAA, uh, their response is like, you know, California, you're right, but 
this shouldn't be up to the states. Let us handle it. But like, we'll bitch, get off your ass and handle it then. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. where have you been? Why has this taken so long? And, you know, why Why does California have to do this? Yeah. Why haven't you done anything? So um, that's where I'm at. What do you think? No, for sure. I think it's the stupidest, stupidest, stupidest thing. Like, look, for instance, the film industry is a big business, correct? And it, I bet you it's not even close to as big as sports, right? And they have a film major, okay? And uh, you can go in there and major in film, in the business of film, learn how to be a producer, learn how to create, create write films, make films, work on films. You can learn all that. And there's a lot of schools that offer uh, cinema studies and cinema for a major. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is a gigantic industry. So the idea that you can't major in athletics, especially when they're making so much money off of it, is insane. So I'm mean, going even beyond. You should be able to major in sports. Here's why. Very few people who go to college sports even, and even if they're good, even very few of them actually make it professionally, okay? It's just, a, it's even a higher bar to get make it professionally. But you might go there and you might learn how to, you know, be a, a call, like maybe work in like physical therapy or learn to be a coach, you know, learn the theory of sports. So you can go into colleges and high schools and be a coach or be work in some way in the sports industry, all right? There's mm-hmm. a whole industry, just not just playing, there's a whole industry built around it. Not only that, do you know, I just saw this remarkable uh, statistic. I didn't know. It's, it's crazy. I'm going to get the number wrong because I'm doing it off the top of my head. But it's something like within five years, 75%, and I'm telling you, I might even be lowballing it here. 75% of NFL players five years after retiring are flat broke. Okay? And it's one of these things that they can learn, you know, responsible financial management in sports you know how to be you work with your management how to work with this how to do you know all this stuff you know a friend of the show joey spitz or help them develop some skill to kind of continue making money once your body stops being a a player right yes and then on top of that you have people who are amazing when they go into college but this you know it's just as competitive as professional sports and just as in professional sports, you can have an injury that takes you out for the rest of your career. However, in professional sports, usually if you're that good, you're compensated to the point where like, okay, well, at least I can live on this. But if you're not compensated at all, and then you go in there and your sports, your athletic career is ruined because of an injury you got. Like, you know what? Actually, yeah. take friend of the show, Adam Vaughn. Oh, no, no. His dad made it to the minor leagues. But, you know, his dad was in the minor leagues. And just one day, the doctor told him, like, yeah, you can't pitch anymore. And that was his end of his professional baseball career, you know? Yeah. But that can also happen in college. And, like, friend of the show, Joey Spitz, I, I'm sure he loves this law. Because basically what his company does and that he works for is they go to, like, athletes and they basically manage their likenesses for them so that they can put them in video games and all that. Like, right now, I think that there are NCAA, like, I'm a gay man who doesn't play uh, video game sport games you know mm-hmm. i'm sure there's an ncaa video game and the colleges make money off you know them putting their teams right. on these things and the kids don't make any money off of it off their likeness it's Not insane penny, yeah it really is i think one thing that you know i commend newsom for is like california is powerful mm-hmm. and so like it's not like the nc ncaa ncaa it's not like the NCAA can do without California sports. Like California is like, 
you know what I mean? Kind of pushing them towards making changes. And mm-hmm. I commend that. And maybe the NCAA is right that like it could be very ugly if like California allows something and then um, Arizona allows something different. And then mm-hmm. Florida has a different law. And that's yeah. kind of one of the arguments that they have. Like we can't do this, guys. Like we are one nationwide mm-hmm. uh, organization. But you know what? Fucking do something then. And California's pushing you to do it. So I appreciate that. All right. Very good. Mike Lawson, uh, what else you got going on in your life? That's <clears throat> that's kind of it. When I was away, though, I wanted to tell you this because I think, um, well, it drove me crazy. But I just resolved it this morning. I, uh, When I was away from catching up, I bought a pretty expensive uh, camera. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I bought on Amazon, and I don't think I used Amazon Smile for your organization. That's fine. It would have been a de- It would have been a penny because I, a pretty penny is what I meant. It would have been a, a decent amount of money because I spent a, a grip on this camera. Yeah. But um, because it was so expensive, it was like uh, the delivery had to be signed for when it came. Mm-hmm. And I live in a house with fourteen people, so. Yeah. There's always somebody here. In fact, mm-hmm. in the past like calendar year, I feel like there's been two days where there's been where I've been here alone. Mm-hmm. So there's somebody here, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, when the doorbell rang, nobody answered the door and signed right. for it. Yeah. Not my fault. I mean, not um, nobody's fault but my own because mm-hmm. it's my package, right? Mm-hmm. But I was at work and the UPS place delivered it to a ups store near my house Mm -hmm. but for the whole week i have been i have to leave the east bay and get into san francisco before the ups store opens Mm -hmm. and i don't return to the east bay i don't return home until after the ups store closes closes. Uh Mm -hmm. so basically my camera was just sitting in this ups store for a week until i could finally get to it this morning um but it has been like driving me nuts because yeah. it's not something I need and I'm totally fine to, you know, it's another four days. It's mm-hmm. not the end of the world, but it seriously was killing me to have it just sitting there. But I finally got it. I've even opened it up, but I told myself I wouldn't like turn it on and play with it until we were done recording this. Otherwise, I would have like probably been late. <laughs> yeah. So I got a nice camera. I'm going to start taking more pictures. That's something I want to kind of be better at. I think you'd be really good at it because you're having a really good eye. I I would like to be better at it. I don't know. I I mean, I used to take some with my old job when I kind of did more, like when we did more events and stuff. So, like, I know how to use it a bit, but I'd like to maybe take, like, a an online class or something and kind of just get better at it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm doing next week, too. Um, I have a few artistic projects I got to work on. I also got this. Tell me if this is weird or not. Yeah. Um, one of my friends and I, a friend of mine and I, have been working on a creative project. Mm-hmm. And as I told you, I've been kind of like creatively stumped for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those. And I know you know this too, where like one day of inaction turns into two, turns into yeah. 10, turns into 20. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of has been so hard to just get started again. And um i'm on this like new thing you maybe have heard it where it's like don't have a zero day mm-hmm. have you heard of this we're like no but this sounds very like that thing that that uh organization thing you're doing organization 
organization. What was the thing we were buying all the color coded notebooks and stuff? No, different. That's just. I mean, I just have my. Ca- that's just my. Calendar. Sweet Michael bullet started journal. doing it, by the way. My bullet journal. Yeah, he started. He started yeah. bullet journaling now too. Like a the don't have a zero day is kind of like um, everything's it's binary. So like your day gets a one or a zero. So mm-hmm. like what's important to you and like did you do something towards that or did you not? Oh. And so it's like tell even about, if it's like more about this, I like this kind of stuff. I mean, that's the gist of it. So it's like you know what it's. 11.55, I have five more minutes in the day, and I've done nothing towards my goal. Maybe it's like, you know, I'm going to write five words towards that thing I'm doing. It's just like, do something. It's not a judgment of, was today a good day or a bad day? Did I do mm-hmm. enough? Did I not yeah. do enough? It's just, did I do something? And that's kind of, unfortunately, like, that. if I just do something, it's a successful day at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm kind of getting into that. And so this person who I've been working with and – we're close we're, we are close i've known her for quite a while um and we're collaborating on a project and uh i kind of just been like slow to get stuff to her or whatever and then finally i like sent him an email and i was like look I'm, i've been dealing with this and we're friends we're also like professionally connected so i was like mm-hmm. i'm only telling you this because we're friends i wouldn't be like unloading all of this if you know we, this was just a professional relationship but here's what I'm dealing with and why like I'm a little bit slow and like mm-hmm. let's here's how I'm gonna my plan on kind of getting it back together and getting on track so let's call her person a right yeah. so I also have a contact we'll call her person B who I do a lot of work for her organization and mm-hmm. person in a and B are friends really good mm-hmm. friends but I know them both independently in fact I've never been in the same room with both of them at the same time mm-hmm. it's two independent people for me but i know that they are also really close so i sent that to person a joey like within 10 minutes 15 minutes Mm -hmm. i got uh she sends me like voice memos a lot person b yeah so i told person a i was depressed and in 10 or 15 minutes i got a voice memo from person b Uh that was like hey ginger told me what you're going through is that a little bit weird? <laughs> no, but I like it. It feels like it very feels very much like it takes a village. You okay. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the thing, the advice. She was like very nice, and she was like, "Hey, it sounds like something my husband kind of deals with." And um, I don't have any advice for you, but um, I know it just kind of is one of those things that you work through, and blah blah blah. So she gave me very nice stuff, and I don't feel like oh my confidence was like or my trust was. Um, I, I don't I don't feel slighted by person A, but it, it does feel a little bit weird that like within minutes person B knew about what I told person A. I don't know that 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 gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah, you know what's I, I have a bunch of things I want to say about everything you just said right now. I took notes instead of interrupting you. One, <laughs> a lot of the stories that you've told today, I feel, and I'm not trying to advocate anything. Yeah, would be solved if you had a boyfriend. Ugh. Like, like you're like, oh, I need to go to the pharmacy and fulfill this prescription. I'm spitting blood all over the place. I'm like, oh, well, if, you know, I bet you, oh, my God, this is so horrible. What? What was your last boyfriend's name? Charlie. Wait, wait, what was it? It wasn't Scott. What was his name? Is this for real? This is for real. I don't remember his name. His name was Cameron. <laughs> Oh Steve. God. Steve. Oh, my God. Thank you. 
Steve. Like, this is something Steve would have done for you. Steve would have gone to the UPS store and picked up your camera for yeah. you. Okay? So, I'm not saying get a boyfriend, but that's what boyfriends are good for. Next, uh, in terms of Amazon Smile, first of all, if you're listening, what a great way to contribute to undergrad prep without actually doing anything. For everything yeah. you buy on Amazon Smile... Okay, it's it's comical how little it is. Yeah, Point, it's fractions of a penny. Yeah, it's point zero three percent. So that means yeah. it's thirty percent of a penny goes to uh, uh to you know your the uh, nonprofit the nonprofit. But if you buy, I just spent five hundred bucks. Like that could have been a yeah. No, know, that something. that adds up to like I think like. 10 cents or something like that but 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 it does it does no I, mean, I will tell you this ever since someone alerted me i gotta find out what the name of the chrome app is i'll do it in the next one but someone told me about a chrome app and i installed it that you just click you just install it one time and every time you go to yeah. amazon it automatically sends you to amazon smile so you don't have to think about it chrome think, is oh. my porn um browser though do you do that like i porn only touches chrome Oh, you know, Safari I, yeah. never touches anything pornographic. I'm so afraid, like, yeah. I'll be showing my boss something on my computer yeah. and porn will pop up. So it's funny you say that. Porn only touches my Chromebook. Ah. So it's only on that computer. I can, and on you my, work with kids, so, like, I get yeah, that, Yeah, 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 and I never use I remember being yeah. really afraid yeah. of that. I never use a Chromebook. Like, but my, this, I'm, I'm using this iMac right now. This iMac has never had porn on it, ever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, And then you also ahead. told me, by the way, that you have a porn Reddit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, too. And, well, I have, like, a... It's not a persona, per se, but it's, like, a name that I use. Mm-hmm. I've used for, I don't know, 10 years or more. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell it to you. Mm-hmm. But I have, like, it's a Twitter, it's a my Xtube, mm-hmm. my Pornhub. Like, all my names are the same, right? Mm-hmm. And since I created that name, I'm going to be so vague here without mm-hmm. telling on myself... It's a name that I just straight up made up, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of generic, but made mm-hmm. up. Since then, a person with the exact same name has become popular. Okay. And I own the name on Twitter and X2. <laughs> so like, I own it everywhere. Uh-huh. The end. <laughs> you know, um, uh, it, What's funny is my I have the same thing, but I don't have a Twitter. I don't not that extensive, but my Reddit name for um that I use for porn is a name that's going to sound grosser than it is. That in a weird way is connected by something you said one time. And it was very funny, so I thought I took it and made it my Reddit porn username. What? Now yeah. I need to know what it is. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you. And, and, but you know what's so funny? I don't understand that, which is, but it, it, it's pervasive in the Reddit community is to give out your Reddit user, you know, your Reddit name is like sacrosanct. Even though no one can see, they can see what you've commented on and stuff like that, but they can't see what you follow and stuff. And so, can what, they see your likes though? No. Nope. I feel like they can. I oh, think, I can see my own likes. Yeah, you can see your own likes. I don't think can see. The only thing uh, they could see is if you comment or put, make a post. But like on my yeah. porn username, I never post anything ever. I don't even ever posted anything. Oh no, 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 no. Well, I mean, I've certainly like, um, I have posted, and this is weird, but like, so there's like a weed subreddit. Okay. And I've had questions about weed because I'm like, I smoke weed alone. I don't have 
a ton of friends that smoke weed. Mm -hmm. I learn stuff on YouTube, but every once in a while I'll have like a question. Um, and so I'll go on the subreddit and maybe ask or comment or something, mm -hmm. but I'm not about to, I don't want my actual Reddit to have like a weird drug mm -hmm. connection. Yeah. So that's the only time that I'll kind of do it, but I feel like that's been a couple of years since I've done that. Did I tell you that I made this Reddit account once? I didn't know this. I got an email from Reddit. It's like a month ago. I can't remember what the email even said. Oh, it said like someone tried to get in. That's what it was. Someone tried to get into your Reddit account. Uh, so change your password, right? Okay. And yeah. it said the name of the account. I'm like, that's not my account, right? I I go. I love that account name, but but then I went on the account and it was me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I made this account and I love. I I'll even say it. No, I don't want to say it. I don't even want to say it. It was a very, very clever name that I was like, oh, that was very clever. Um, so I don't know what I wrote in that. I, I remember I saw that I commented on something, so I don't know what I said. So I, I got to be sure before I say what it is. It was little, little Elian Gonzalez. No, I, I wish it was. No, it wasn't. That used to be my name in the 90s. My, yeah, I remember. That, that's what it was when I met you, I feel like. Yeah, little Elian. No, uh, okay. So, okay. Other thing I wanted to say, what you said. Uh, oh, by the way, I think the Chrome app is called Smile Once, I believe is what it's called. Um, also, have you thought about maybe in the future getting an Amazon, doing an Amazon locker type of thing? They have them up here. Um, the closest one to me is just as inconvenient as going on Friday. To oh, really? Store. But you yeah, can go 24 like, hours. The one closest to me is on Berkeley's campus in their like student center. Oh, and then anywhere else, I'd have to take an Uber to get there. Oh, do you know okay. what I mean? Like yeah, it's just. Yeah, yeah. It, but what about? It, is there one by your job? Oh, but then you don't want to be with an expensive camera on the on the Bart stuff. True, for sure. That I I'm not really interested in taking the camera. Like I mean, I've been mugged walking home from the train. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I've gotten a little bit weird about how I get home now. Um, I kind of go a long way to kind of be with the most amount of people for the longest amount of time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't plan on living here much longer. Mm -hmm. Now that my mouth is kind of done, now all of my extra money is going towards saving get the fuck out of here. Now, when you say out of here, do you mean the Bay Area or do you mean just that house? Because <sighs> um, you were thinking about Seattle for a while. Here's what it is. If I'm going to move... And if I'm going to if I'm going to move and or change jobs, I don't understand why I would do that. Like, why do that and stay here? Do you know mm, what I mean? Like, if I'm going to make that big move, why don't I just get the fuck out? Mm -hmm. um, there's a weird. It's not a, like I haven't even decided that I'm going to apply, but there's a, a diabetes type of job that I think I, I well, I certainly have. um connections to them mm -hmm. and i can get you know my resume seen i don't know that i'll be a shoo-in for the job but that's possible and it would be at least partially remote work mm -hmm. um and that's kind of what i want to do is get some remote work and then like live in a, a few different places and what figure part out of the I country would it be in wait what what part of the country would it be in the job mm-hmm well, they're San Francisco based. Oh, oh but I see what you're saying. The job would be remote, so I could kind of like live wherever. I'm going to tell you something. So this has become, especially this week, has proven a full time job, right? Yeah. Like every day this, in fact, I'm working seven days this week, and I'm working like eight hours. A day. Well, not today, but 
Monday through Thursday, I definitely worked at least eight hours a day. Okay. Yeah. And so and you still job. call people and talk to them for hours <laughs> on the phone because it's <laughs> fucking weird. I can't get enough talking in. Anyway, I was talking to one of my co-hosts, one of my seven billion co-hosts on Afterthought Media, and he lives in Missouri. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I went on Google Maps because I was looking where he lived, and it seems like the cutest, almost like out of like a movie set small town in missouri okay right. and i was on the show i was doing the google maps thing and um wait. average medium rent median rent they pay you well yes well, he's like <laughs> so here's the funny hold on for a second hey Lori, i'm on the air oh gosh i'm sorry okay so, why did you and, pick it up like you picked it up just to yell at her yeah okay <laughs> it's weird anyway so then, as I'm going, I'm on the on the air with this this guy. It, it's Jimmy Anti, the drag queen, by the way. Oh yeah. And uh, I see these acute Mike Lawson, the cutest lofts right there, just because it says like you know like downtown lofts or something like that, right? Village yeah. lofts. And I go, what's this? He goes, oh, you, wait till you hear this, Mike Lawson. He goes, oh, those are expensive. Those are what the most is expensive. It? How much are they? They're like these beautiful lofts. They're so I could never afford it. I go, yeah. How much are they? He goes. They're like twelve hundred a month. <sighs> like you would have to pay double for a studio here, and it will come with a hot plate and a microwave. Yeah, like you won't even have a full kitchen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there, so I need to get the fuck out of here. That's yeah. the point. And that's the thing is, I you know with this, you know when when I was like a budding screenwriter or whatever, like I have to stay in Los Angeles. You know, with this, I could literally if you have a fast internet connection. And yeah. cable, I can go anywhere, right? And I yeah. was like, I could live like a king in this place, you know? Yep, that's what I want to do. But I don't know that I want to, like, settle in right off the bat. I feel like go get an Airbnb, Airbnb for a month in a city like mm-hmm. that, decide if I like it, and then try a few places out before you decide where oh, you're that's, that's a good idea. I like your thinking in. there, Mike Lawson. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to tell you this real quick before I know we're getting close to the end of this, but um, I've been listening to your Dragula recaps and I'm not just blowing smoke. I genuinely want to say I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Season one and two of Dragula was absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. And I did a really heavy fast forward when oh, I was watching you can it. Totally do that on that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you guys and your uh, recap have been incredible thank you and i'm on season three now and i'm enjoying the the actual show now yeah that show's good now mm-hmm. um and your recap of it has only gotten better thank you and uh you and Lori together are wonderful and everything's good about it so keep doing that i enjoy it and if anyone listening to this doesn't listen to dragula you can get it on amazon prime season one and two are really shitty like i said but the recap makes it so much fun to actually watch, and it's just such a shitty. It's put together in a really dumb way, mm-hmm. and to kind of hear you guys point it out um, is good. And you guys catch so much stuff that like I don't really pick up on. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. Um, well, thank you, you Mike. You're both really smart. And I gotta tell you, where the fuck is my latest issue of your zine? Oh uh, well, I was depressed. Come on, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Everyone should get Mike Lawson's. Every, everything's going to just be everyone paying for everything now. But um, <laughs> you want to be my friend? Here's my Patreon link. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sir. Well, you know, I might start doing. I have this on my to do list. 
I actually think this is the way to go. What? T- okay, get this. Patreon SAT tutoring. And here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. I just make the videos one time, right? Yeah. And then just put them on Patreon. And then as you need them, you subscribe for $5. And then when you're done, you unsubscribe. But it'll be constant people. And and, and what am I doing? I'm just sitting there. Just sit there. I don't have to do anything. I just make the whole batch and they're on Patreon. Huh. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. I feel like it is Wait. missing something. I don't know. I mean, for the right price, it's you can get enough people and it's no work. So why not? It's just passive income. So why not do it? You're not going to get the money you could get too. Oh, no, 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 no. But it's just a passive income to have. Yeah, it'll probably be like, look, when I started doing this Patreon thing, I told Taylor, my only goal is just to cover like the Internet costs. Yeah. Well, do I need to turn into Lori right here where I'm like, Joe, you always do this where you're like, nobody wants to listen to me. And well, by the way, out and then by the play. way, there's an opening in the exclusive tier. I saw that Dean UK unsubscribed from it, which he's going to miss out. By the way, he's going to point out, you know, Adam Burns sort of inspired me because you know he does that that geeky gay show. Yeah, it's every day. Right? Yeah, I subscribe. Yeah, oh, you do. And he goes and he says to me, he goes like, it's just ten minutes, right? And I was yeah. like, you know what? I think for the exclusive tier, I'm going to do a thing called Dear Evan Ayers instead of Dear Evan Hansen, and it's going to be a daily. Just Joe just rambling what happened to him that day for 10 minutes. And then that way, because what happens is a Friday morning I wake up today. I go like, oh, what's happened to me? You know, like, I don't have any stories. But at least I have something I can pull from. And the exclusive here can say like, oh, you should do that story on catching up or do that story on throwing down. And yeah. um, and I'm like, oh, that'll be a good and it'll be a good thing for the exclusive tier. It'll never be released. It's basically exclusive tier gets access to my daily journal. So that'll be coming yeah. soon. Um, okay, uh, Mike Lawson, one really quick story before we go. Sure. And it is a quick story. Thank God we don't have that much time. Is the other day, well, first of all, I had my bathroom redone last week. Mm-hmm. And I totally, I had this dream of what I, the bathroom that I inherited when I got here. It wasn't gross. It was just like very old person designed it kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And really, I, by the way, I realize I'm old too, but older than me. It was like yellow with a pedestal sink, and I was like, this is not me, right? Yeah. There was a bar in the bathtub. <laughs> and then the, the, the cupboards, the, the, well, there were no cupboards. There was nothing. There was no storage space, right? Yeah. It's almost like a washroom. So finally, I said, I told my parents, like, I'll pay for the bathroom that we were done, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I did, and their handyman came, and he was doing other work, too. So like my parents paid for him to do the other work in the house, but... He did. We did my bathroom, and he's so fast. He did like in a day, and so beautiful what he did. But I designed. I, I chose the paint. I picked out all the the cabinets. I did everything. I was paying for it, right? I got a new toilet because, again, my mom designed it, and it was like those round toilets, not the mm-hmm. elongated ones, that like fit your balls and stuff. Yeah. So I got an elongated. I got everything. Everything. Total redo on the on the uh, toilet, right? Is and your looked, bidet still there? Uh, yes, bidet, back, everything like that, right? So let me tell you this. So now it looks amazing. My mom has coming people coming to see the uh, the house, the, the different things that have been done because they did the door, they did all this stuff, right? And they always see the bathroom and they go, "Oh my god, Betty, the bathroom is beautiful." And she's like, "I know, thank you." She never says it's one that I paid for it, and B that I designed it. Two, sure. see how she goes. Um, Manju, her neighbor up the street, 
She said she's gonna become important in a second. She said I should be a designer. That the bathroom is so beautiful, and I was like, does she does she live? What? This world? <laughs> does she think that she did anything with this bathroom? Uh-huh. Right. Anyway, the other day, so my parents got a new neighbor who moves in across the street, and but we hadn't met her. They're, they're very quiet as a woman and her and her older kids. One's twenty six. I found out the other one's eighteen. And uh, so anyway. The other time with my my dad taking out the trash, and the neighbors go, "Hey, Joe!" They're like, "They're really good friends with my parents." He goes, "Are you going anywhere?" And then all of a sudden, this woman darts across the street. Okay, and we're like, I'm like "Who is that?" And then she runs back with a giant plate of cinnamon rolls, and it's the neighbor from across the street, and she wants to meet my parents and us. And like, yeah, I'm your new neighbor, blah blah blah. And my mom gets the whole story from her. She meets my mom. My mom sat her down and kept her here prisoner for an hour. And her name is Jyoti, right? And she's okay. Indian. Okay. First of all, she, she told my mom she's Indian. And my mom goes, oh, have you met Vinny and Manju up the street? They're Indian. And she's like, no, I haven't. Right? The other day, my mom says, I'm going to have a brunch for the new neighbor. And I'm going to invite... Alton and Gloria, who are their next door neighbor and their friends, and Vinny and Manju and Jyoti. Right? I'm like, oh, that's nice. I feel weird that you're just only inviting the other Indian people, but okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Then she goes, This is my parents. This is so my parents. I'm constantly doing this. She goes, I go, What are you going to serve for brunch? Um, well, I know they love cows. I mean, oh, so no. we can't have beef. And she goes, you know what? Just their typical food like hummus and olives. No, and stuff. I go, no. I go, Mom, that's not Indian food. Well, what is it then, Joey? I go, that's Middle Eastern food. That's the same thing, Joey. And I go, no, it's not. She goes, oh, yeah? Well, then what's Indian food, Joey? If you're Mr. Knowledgeable. I go, I'm not even telling Mr. Knowledgeable what Indian food is. I'm just telling you I know that's not Indian food. That's Middle Eastern food. They're not. Because my mom will constantly say things like, you know, like, oh, I was really embarrassed all these Indian people when it was 9-11. I don't know what to say. You know, I'm like, yeah. well, would you say nothing? Because they had nothing to do with 9-11 at all. <laughs> right. You know, but, but she, I also think yeah. it, because our mothers are very similar, your mom, if the event goes through and she serves hummus and they love it, she'll be like, see, Joey, they love the hummus. And well, you'll be I like, I didn't that. say they wouldn't love yeah, hummus. I, I told said her that. that it's not Indian food. I even told her that. I go, look, if you want to serve hummus, that's fine. Serve hummus. Okay? Yeah. But just know that's not Indian food. Right. So wait, is the brunch passed or not yet? She hasn't done it yet. Okay. This but you know, to fun. be honest with you, she should probably serve not Indian food. Because that's even more... If I, if I went to a place and went, look, we made Mexican food, I'd be like, well, you know, I eat other foods. <laughs> right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think if anything, she should avoid... I shouldn't have said anything. She should just avoid Indian food. I love Betty. Just serve. I should not talk. She should just serve the hummus and the olives and all this stuff. I mean, the woman brought her cinnamon rolls from Costco. It's not that she didn't bring like some exotic Indian pastry. Anyway, what do you got going on? Well, you told us we got going on next week, Mike Lawson. Was there anything yeah, else? Did we miss anything? Nothing. Oh, when we were away, my company changed its name, which oh, yeah. was fucking hellish. Mm-hmm. Um, we also uh, sold out a few days of Madonna concert mm-hmm. that happened, mm-hmm. um, and then. I guess, well, certainly by the time this is released, we also, 
Well, I mean, it's behind the paywall. We because for some reason they decided they wanted to move one of the Madonna days, so we also sold out a performance on Halloween night, and then um, sometime today we're telling everyone actually that Halloween concert is moved to the fifth of November. Oh, and people are going to be fucking livid, and it's going to be complicated. But, but you're not going to be there to deal with it. Um, I'm there to clean up the mess, though. Oh. I'll be back. Um, so that kind of shit's going on. Work is fine. Um, taking pictures, finishing my zine, living the dream. What are you doing? <sighs> what am I doing? Podcasting. Um, podcasting. Not even joking. Like I'm just so looking forward that I think maybe Tuesday and Friday I'd have the day off. How did Daniel Brewer's return go? Did that go good? I didn't hear it yet. You know, I'm listening. Okay, when I was doing it, well, let's do this off the air. Let's do this off the air. Okay. It was good. Okay, good. <laughs> well, that sounds like you're about to talk shit. And no, I don't I'm not. I, I, the news, yeah. Let me say this for the future. I am not about to talk shit. I just feel like it's one minute and fifty, one hour and fifteen minutes. Not everyone listens to Drag Race recap, so sure. we'll just talk about the air. Okay, cool. Well, it was nice catching up with you, Joey, and thank you for your dollar bills, bitches. <laughs> it was nice catching up with you, Mike Lawson. Okay, bye. Why didn't it do anything? <laughs> oh, we probably have to have Vera do the outro again. Or what just take it, I, I have the audio or just take it the, the take it, take out the website. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson and follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.